Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was yesterday during Feisty Friday. I was on with Chad Hartman and we were um, laughing and joking around and just having a good time because it's Friday. Little did we know that there was a stabbing at Harding High School in St. Paul Schools. And we had no idea at that moment that a student stabbed another student and died. The student who was stabbed passed away from the injuries. And so um, our newsroom, Rusty and Laura and Susie and everybody who was working back there was getting information. And during the commercial break, um, Dave Harrigan um, whispered in my ear, we have a fatality at a school. We don't have all the details, Shaletta, but when we come back, Rusty's going to be here. And he is going to um, give us the breaking news. And I said, well, do y'all need me? I, you know, I need to, do I need to dip out? And and he said, no, Chad wants to um, have you stick around so you all can um, get get the latest and, and then discuss. And I mean, in just a matter of moments, just that quick, we go from laughing and joking around to damn near crying. Harding High School student stabbed, killed by a fellow student. A 16-year-old was taken into custody and a 15-year-old boy is dead. His parents, my 16-year-old son, when he left for school yesterday, I was fussing. Because he didn't have on a coat and flip-flops. I didn't kiss him. I didn't hug him. I was mad at him. Because he wouldn't listen and follow instructions. And here this 15-year-old boy's mother. However she bid her son farewell on his way to school. Was her last memory of her child. The last time she will ever see him alive. We're going to talk about this story in in several different ways and 
um, from several different angles. Um, Y'all know when I'm not here hosting the Shaletta show, I am um, running a a business. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com, a podcasting platform and production company. Uh, Well, we have 10 shows all hosted by local subject experts here in the Twin Cities. And I I have to say the one thing that I'm most proud of about um, my company is that we have three licensed professional therapists on our team. All three of them are young African-Americans with children of their own whose job it is to dispel um, the myth that black folks don't need mental health. We just pray it away. And they do such an amazing job, not just on their shows, but in community. And one of those people is Anissa Keys with Aruba Emotional Health. And, and she is joining me right now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Um, Anissa, when this happened, you were the first person that I called because I thought about the mom, the mom of the boy who's accused of killing his classmate and the, the mom of the boy who died. And, and as a parent, and you've counseled people, um, that is your profession, um, award-winning therapist um, with a thriving practice. Um, people look to you to figure out how do we get through situations like this. I, I want to take it from a parenting perspective right now. Um, and, and, you know, as we go out in community to work with the parents of students at this school and the parents of these two particular families who will forever be linked. How do we even get started unpacking this thing? Mm. Yeah, Ms. Saletta, thank you for having me. I, I know when you called me yesterday, it takes a second when you hear this heavy news, no matter who it is, but it's different when, like you said, with your son, when you have children at home that are around the same age, and you sort of begin to, like, have this visceral experience of, like, what if this was me? What if this was my son? You know, and I have three teenage boys that are right around the same age, two of which are in high school. Um, so it's hard to sit with. So I think taking a moment first to just sit in that um, and allow yourself to experience whatever those emotions are. Um, one of the challenges I found that parents are having a hard time linking is that children have really big emotions, just like we do. Um, but they have very little ability to manage them appropriately because they just don't have an adult brain yet. Um, and so one of the one of the big, huge issues that I feel like I'm regularly addressing with parents, right, is like we got to teach these kids how to be able to regulate they, these emotions that they're having, these frustrations, this anger, um, this sadness, this fear, this worry. Um, those are just as big as they are for adults. It's just they, they don't have – the brain to manage it all on their own. And so we really have to be intentional about teaching them how to regulate. And so, um, but that starts with us, right? And being able to, to have that time and space to be able to, to take things apart, to be able to sit in whatever big emotions that we're having. Um, when I think about stabbing in general, um, that it's, it's not the same as sort of shooting somebody, which is a very impersonal crime, which is a lot easier for a child to sort of disconnect from. 
um, you know, the idea of stabbing is very personalized. It's, it's typically from a space of rage, and it's very much so an intimate crime. Um, so that's scary to think about because that meant whatever was going on with this kid, that he was sitting with some very big emotions, but that he had a significant amount of time to sort of like think about and sit in. And instead of being able to express it in a very healthy way, he then, um, you know, took it out on another child, um, which is just really really something we have to get better at. And I don't want to blame parents, right, but we sort of help to regulate all of our children, um, and it starts with us. And when you say regulate, mm-hmm. um, I, I know what you mean because I've sat at your feet and learned from you um, how to be a better mother, how to mm-hmm. open up dialogue with my son when all communication has been shut down and I feel like, you know what, I'm just going to wait the next year and a half for him to turn 18 and leave my house and we don't ever have to talk again in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say, no, Miss Shaletta, that is not how you do that. This is how you no. get them to open up, whether they want to talk to you or not. Um, and, and you told me a story about your son and how you go in every night and check with mm-hmm. him about how his day went and even if he does doesn't want to talk to you you leave those lines of communication open yeah. talk to me about regulation um and and how to uh how parents can help their children uh regulate when we come back after this commercial break we're talking okay. about this tragic stabbing at harding high school with the nissa keys from aruba emotional health on the shaletta show it is 11:20. You are listening to the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio and every parent I talk to it is all we are talking about um as parents. How can we help our children? What is it that we can do? What is it that we're missing? Harding High School. A 16-year-old boy in custody for stabbing a fellow student, a 15-year-old boy dead. This morning, instead of taking her child tubing or uh, out to run errands or to have a pickup basketball game somewhere in the gym or uh, skating somewhere, playing hockey on the on the rink, this woman is planning her, her 15-year-old child's funeral. A mother should not have to bury her 15-year-old child. And certainly not get the news that her son has been stabbed to death. And the first call I made when I heard about it, after I got off the radio with Chad Hartman and Rusty Ray and Dave Harrigan yesterday when the news broke, was Anissa Keys with Aruba Emotional Health. And I I asked her if she would please take the time to be with us today on the Shaletta Show, and she is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Um, Anissa, thank you so much for allowing us um, to pick your brain today. Um, as parents, we are sitting and asking why, wondering if there's something that we can do um, to help our kids. And, and one of the things that you talk about was, um, and I, I'm, I, I just, I, I'm taking notes. You know, I'm not just sitting here talking to you as a parent. I am taking notes uh, because Mm -hmm. you are giving us jewels and gems that we can use to help our own children in these times. And and you said children have big emotions, but they don't have adult brains to manage those emotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, From the last segment, you said we have to be intentional about as parents to teach them how to regulate. 
what mm. does regulation look like as a parent? What do we need to be doing to help our kids regulate? Yeah, you know, the best way I can kind of describe it, um, if you think about a little, your little kid when they were toddlers and how they would, they would do something and they would look to you for like, okay, what's, you know, what, sh- how should I be responding to this situation, right? Either they would do something or they would see something scary and they would read your response and that's how they would know how to feel. Right. Like from from very young ages, our kids are very much connected to us and like counting on us to give them indicators of like what's safe in the world, how we should be responding, what emotions we should be having, how big the emotion should be. Um, And that doesn't stop as our kids get older. Like they don't disconnect from us like they're still in our household. And so when I think about as kids get older and they become teenagers, the only thing that sort of shifts is that they want more autonomy with their emotions, more agency, which is great, but they're still relying on us. So they're still seeking us and looking to us. So we, when you think about self-regulation and teaching that for kids, we really become sort of the constant. So that means they have big emotions, and instead of us rising to their big emotions, which means they get angry, so then we say, you know what? Oh, you want to do this? Let's do this then, right? Which is what some parents do. We match it, right? Um, then it doesn't teach them self-regulation. Instead, what you're doing is you're teaching them the roller coaster ride of their emotions as teenagers. What you should be helping them to do by staying regulated, by you yourself remaining the constant or the consistent in the household, right, is you're teaching them that, yep, you get to have that big emotion and you also get to come down. Or you get to have that low emotion and you also get to come up. And so it's kind of like they get to go on this roller coaster ride and you get to validate their experiences, but they then learn that those emotions are not forever. And there does not have to be a re- negative response to those emotions. And so kids get big. They get big emotions. They start yelling sometimes. They get upset or they get sad and they start crying. We don't have to join in there with them. We can validate that. Yeah, you look really sad right now. Or, ooh, the things you're saying, it seems like you're really angry, right? When we begin to join them in the roller coaster ride, then we are not teaching them self-regulation. What we are teaching them is to be able to have chaotic sort of emotions and not be able to manage their emotions. Um, so that's where it feels like that oftentimes parents might drop the ball. And I don't want to shame any parent because this is a challenge for all of us because sometimes we're just parenting from a space in which we were parented from. Um, But the challenge really lies in for your child to be able to have their own emotions, even if those emotions are directed at you, and for you to not take the bait and go on the roller coaster ride with them. Um, That teaches them the ability to be able to self-regulate. Does that make sense? It does. And what I need to ask you is where do we go to find you so me and the child can learn how to self-regulate? Because there's some parents listening and my phone is blowing up right now. And, you know, I I just had a blow up with my son this morning. I said, you know, when I was a child, I, I had a bill. I had a responsibility and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're working and, you know, you're saving your money um, and mommy's going to have you start paying your phone bill. And he's like, well, I don't want to pay my phone bill. And I'm like, well, you got to learn responsibility. And, you know, he got loud and I got loud and Sean said, both of you stop. And you know what I did? I did not stop. I kept going and he kept mm-hmm. going. And, and Sean just, you know, took Andrew to run some errands. And listening to you and everything you're saying, you know, as a parent and a child, how can I get into Aruba Emotional Health Services? Yeah, so that I can learn how to, yeah, I got to learn how to regulate so I can teach it to him. I can't give my child 
as a parent in this, I can't give him something I have. So help me so I can help my child. What's the first step? Because there's some parents out there who are saying, you know what? My child did not do well with that breakup. My mm. child is having a difficult time right now with that relationship. The friendship yeah. has evolved and changed with the neighbor kid. Or, you know, I I uh, got a call mm. about a, a kid who, you know, just kind of casually said, I, I want to kill myself. Okay, mm. okay. so as, as a parent, how do I help them manage these emotions when I haven't taught myself how to do it? I, I need to find Absolutely. out how I can get to you. How can I connect to you? You know, what's the first step? Because that's Absolutely. where it starts. That's where it starts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think you're right. Like you, I think you're saying what the first step is, right? Recognizing that in those moments, you go on the roller coaster ride with your kids, right? When they go low, you start feeling low, right? And then you start responding to the emotions that they're having. And then you start having those similar emotions, right? Or same thing with going high. And so then, then the, then you sort of sitting in the space of saying, you know what? I'm not going to be able to like help them get to a regulated space. I need some support with this, right? And then that's a good time to sort of admit that maybe you'd be a good candidate for therapy, which, again, does not take away from how amazing of a parent you are, but just maybe an opportunity to learn some skills and not just individual therapy, but family therapy, which is really common at our agency because parents are learning, like, okay, if even if my kiddo gets better, right, like, that's not helpful if they got to come back to my house and I'm not better, right? And so, like, my kid can only get as good as I can get. So, so at, you know, when I was earlier in my practice, we had a lot of drive-by parents, which I love. You know, they just kind of say, will you fix him? And then, like, tell me when to pick him up, you know? Um, now we're sort of getting parents to kind of say, okay, you know, maybe it's not just him or not just her. You know, maybe I should stop through, too. And so family therapy is great, right? Like, it's an opportunity to sort of both parents and the child to learn the skills, maybe even to extend those skills to the younger siblings, because oftentimes you'll see the whole household be dysregulated, right? Which again, is typically, if parents is dysregulated, the whole household will be. And so it's an opportunity for the entire family to come in. So I'm, you know, Aruba is just one opportunity. Again, we have a lot of other therapists that are, um, as should let us make me laugh, the podcast, but um, Aruba, our direct phone number is 612-284-8115. I'm going to say that one more time, 612-284-8115. And, um, or you can reach out to us at www.arubahemotionalhealth.com. And we have a, um, a contact us form on there that is private. You can leave whatever information you want, and then we'll get right back in touch with you. So we can get you connected to an individual therapist for your kiddo, um, an individual therapist for you as a parent if you just want to start with yourself, um, or a family therapist, um, which is a great way to go as well. Well, I thank you. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show, taking some time out to help us. Um, and, um, you know, we are, you know, the, the, the parents of the children, the victim, mm-hmm. the child mm-hmm. has yeah. to begin healing. Uh, yes. the, the, the parents of the, the child who committed the crime yes, have their yes. own healing to do. The, the children mm-hmm. at that school and their parents yes. um, have to heal. And then collectively as a community, um, we yeah. have to begin to heal together. And, and I think exactly. that that process started this morning and you have helped and blessed us with your knowledge. Anissa Keys of Aruba Emotional Health uh, has been joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you so much, Mr. Nissen. Thank you, Ms. Shaletta. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 